Thank you so much for joining the Hope Hotline. I'm excited about today. A couple things, a couple reminders. One is don't forget to be sending in your questions. They can be about anything. The question can be biblical perspective. The question can be um, personal in nature. The question can be personal in nature for yourself. Um, and even if it's been something I've answered, but there's a twist to it or something, sometimes when people have asked questions and we refer them back to um, uh, to another podcast that was that was done, but it's been done so recently that we it's easier for us to just to refer them back to that so that we don't bore everybody with the same question. Um, so be sending in your questions you can even while the podcast is going send in a question and we'll write it down and we'll get it to me um sometimes people don't want to do that because they're they're afraid that i'll know who's sending it in how tracy does it is when tracy gets your question uh a lot of times i don't even know people's email addresses so sometimes if, if it's on an email address that i don't know she'll send it to me that way a lot of times I don't even know who's answer, asking the questions, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I might speculate who it's from or because I, some people's lives are very similar to other people's lives. So I'll think, oh, I know somebody that this might, it might be this person. But for the most part, I have no idea who they're coming from. So I don't care either. It doesn't matter. I've, I've had some really bizarro questions in my life. I've had to ask friends or family or whatever. And uh, but then you have some questions you don't want anybody to know it's you because you want to keep it super personal and private because it's super personal and private. But you like the one that, about adultery. Uh, this person was apparently uh, the, the spouse had committed adultery against them and they were having a tough time walking through it. Well, you don't want anybody to know who that is. You want to keep that private. Uh, so I don't even know who that was from. Um, so. You want to keep those things private. Well, just know if you have something like that, it's okay. Uh, I'm not going to know. And I'll be honest with you. If I did find out who it's from, it doesn't ever, that stuff doesn't bother me. I, I'd never hold anything against anybody or think anything. I, I, I just, whatever. It doesn't bother me a bit. Uh, so send in those questions and there was something else I was going to talk about. Heather, what did I talk about? About sending in questions, but what was... Oh! No, I think I said that. About if you... Uh, we will send you if you ask a question. Oh, if I didn't understand the question. Okay. If I didn't understand the question, I want to reiterate this. I've, done, I've said this before in the past, but let's just say you've asked a question and you haven't had the answer be given um, yet. Uh, make sure you have the right email address. Um, to make sure we're getting it second of all the other reason might be that i didn't fully understand the question that's the reason why i didn't answer it we have no way of getting back to people once we send in the response everybody uh you'll know that we got it because what it'll what i'll do is it'll trigger a um auto and that's not auto tracy's been sending them once she opens them and gets them she sends a she's in the auto response she sends a response saying thank you for sending your us your email we've gotten it and that's how that works so um but just know please that we need your questions a variety make them fun make them funny and um, we have some great things coming up for mother's day next month 
uh, is Easter. I don't think I have anything that I'm doing extra special for Easter at this time, but we do have, I wanted to do something special for Easter and I was told I can't because what I wanted to do, I can't do it. I'm just kind of bummed. It's because of copyright laws and crap like that. I know. It stinks. So, Mother's Day, though, I have uh, something great. I have two great things for Mother's Day, so I'm super excited about that. And then uh, for Mother's Day, we're headed up to Pennsylvania because we're going to do it's her uh, uh, Pastor Adalis's and Magalis uh, does it with her, but Pastor Adalis has got her ladies' conference called Radiance. Do you know what the theme is this year? They haven't said what they're... So they, I am blessed because they're going to let me come up and speak. I get to do, I get to be one of the speakers for the Radiance Conference. That's the week of May, or Mother's Day in May, correct? I'm looking at Heather just so you know. May 10th through the 14th. So you'll want to tune into that. If it's not just for me to listen to me speak, then you don't have to watch them. I'm just kidding. You'd be stupid not to. Oh, you got to watch the whole thing. And then I get to do the question and answer time which I'm super excited about. Super sweet of them to ask me to do that. And I just got confirmation from Magalas that they're coming back to do my ladies' conference in August. Woo, woo, that's right, girl. So we're excited about that. I'm already working on that one. Getting ready for our ladies' conference in August. Got to figure out the dates, but got a lot of good things coming this year. So if you're a woman that doesn't identify as a man, but actually, as a woman, you're the more, more than welcome to come. Otherwise, keep you in your PP home. So, <laughs> Heather's laughing. It's true. I mean, I guess if you fully transition, no. we'll have to let you. No. no. Heather says no. No, I'm kidding. We would never let that happen. Listen, be happy with the skin that you're in. That's how I got to say. So first question, because now I'm down seven minutes. I always worry about whether I'll be able to, like, questions. Like, will I have enough questions to answer? Because I only prep a certain amount. Because some of them are so in-depth. But today we should be fine. I got five. I got five to do today. Hopefully we get through all five. First question. Is it okay to do yoga and join the Masons? So this person's really, this is all entangled. <laughs> is it okay to do yoga and join the Masons? Okay. We're gonna do the yoga one first. This is a wild question. Cause I don't know. So I'm going to do yoga. So some say yes, some say no, that it's okay to do yoga. I've done yoga. I didn't like it very much, I'll be honest with you, but I don't like anything that requires any extraneous activity. I just got a lecture from my son about 45 minutes ago about how I do not do it. I want to lose weight, but I, wanted, I want to lose weight. I was just waving at somebody. Uh, Heather's husband. I want to lose weight without putting any effort into it. I want a miraculous gummy. <laughs> we keep talking about these gummies. Let me just tell you, have you ever seen an Instagram? 
I think it's on Facebook too. Instagram and uh, uh, Facebook right now, like Trisha Yearwood, Garth Brooks. They're I didn't do I didn't do these gummies, but I did do some gummies. Um, they have these like gummies that you can eat one a day, and it's supposed to shed the weight. It's six a day. Thank you, thank you, Heather. Six a day. Well, I don't want to do anything, guys. I'm lazy. I'm inactive. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a lazy person, but when it comes to strenuous activity, I hate it. I don't like it. I bike ride with Tom. And that's about as strenuous as it gets. But I don't really want to do anything. So yoga was out because you have to hold positions for a period of time. I've done Pilates. It's out. You have to hold positions for, like, it requires sweating, straining, and pain. All three are not, they're not in my repertoire. I don't like them. So I don't do them. Yoga, though, I mean, I've gone to a few yoga classes. There was nothing weird going on. There was no chanting. Like, I looked up yoga, like, what's the official yoga, just in case I didn't go to the official yoga. I must not have gone to the official yoga. But I went to several different ones with some girlfriends and stuff like that. We didn't chant. I mean, we did different positions that are called different. I mean, they're weird names. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. But, like, while the, the yoga teacher was doing the, the class, she wasn't talking like this. And she wasn't calm and peaceful. I mean, it was, there was like feng shui music going like, but it sounded like it was Asian or Oriental. And listen, I like listening to that. Tommy is into some weird music, right? So I listened to that anyway. Like that's not, I mean, I have no problems in listening to that, that style of music. I wouldn't have known if it was some new agey whatever. I was in there. I was just trying to get through it. I'm going to be not going to lie to you. I was just trying to get through. I thought it would be a lot easier than it was. It wasn't. So I was trying to, trying to get the heck out of there. But there was no chanting. There was no funny business. And at any time. Uh, and they're just weird positions for the names. But she didn't tell the names every single time she made us switch a position. So I, I didn't know what they were. But I will tell you this, it's just so funny to me. People are big on no yoga, right? Like I, people take such strong stands on things. And, and, and I'm not saying that there's no truth to certain extents of things. Like the spiritual realm, I get it, I understand it. But it's all a matter of the heart, it's all what you're going for. Um, I think if you're a strong Christian believer, you can stink and go into a yoga class and it's not going not gonna to do anything to you. If you're not a believer, do I think you could get caught up into new age? Or if you're weak, maybe. I mean, I don't know. But so if you're not a strong Christian and you're prey to like go shift, like if you're a person that could easily go and date a non-believer and you're, you're a Christian woman, but you could fall prey to an unbeliever and dating that person, maybe you shouldn't go to go, go to yoga, okay? That means that you're really not that strong. If you, can, if you can be swayed that heavily, 
um, to do something like that, yoga is not for you, okay? But not just yoga. There's lots of things that aren't for you. If you can be that tempted that easily, you might not be that strong of a Christian. So maybe you need to stay clear from a lot of things, right? But it's so funny because, like, I looked this up. I looked up yoga. And and I looked up what yoga is supposed to be and, like, what's so wrong about it. But then, but then, this is where it gets funny to me. But then, right next to where yoga is so bad, there'll be a, a link that you can go to and it'll be for Christian yoga. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Same positions, different names. I just tapped the desk. Sorry, the microphone picks up everything. I'm not tapping this. I'm not doing nothing on the desk anymore until this microphone gets fixed. It's a hot mess. But yeah, you, so you, you can do away with yoga, but go to Christian yoga. Same positions. They just named them something else. I, I roll my eyes because... The hypocrisy of it all makes me want to vomit. It, I cannot, cannot stand it. It just reminds me, just reminds me of things like Halloween. People make these huge, huge stances. Churches make these huge stances against Halloween. And, and, and listen, I'm not saying that Halloween's great. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, my kids went trick-or-treating, so I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I'm not going to be a hypocrite here and say that I'm against Halloween. But I checked out all the holidays, and all of them are pagan. Yeah. Every single last one of them. And my thing is, let your yes be yes and your no be no. My, I, my big thing is I didn't want my kids to be hypocrites because I was a hypocrite or to doubt me when I told them something when I actually did another. So, like, I do Christmas, I do Easter, hugely pagan, both of them. They're not Christian. And depending on uh, what you read, Halloween actually started out as an All Saints. And then, it and then it's been twisted and converted to um, a de demonic, evil holiday. So let me go back to Halloween because this is, I, I liken yoga Bless you. I like it. I like in yoga to just like Halloween. And here's why. You have yoga where it's bad. Christians should never go to yoga. But then you tell people, and a lot of it is based on the poses. This is what I, when I did the research, it's the chanting and the poses that, why it's so evil and it's so bad. But it's okay as long as it's got a Christian label on it. And now it's got Christian names, even though there's the same poses, the, the whole thing. Now yoga is okay. It's just like Halloween. You have these people who make great stands against Halloween. You cannot do Halloween as a Christian. It's an evil, demonic day. Okay? But, but these same people or these churches... We'll have fall festivals, okay? Fall festivals the same night as Halloween. Or they'll do trunk or treating the same night as Halloween. Their kids will dress up in costumes. They won't dress in anything that's scary. But they're still allowed to dress up in costumes. I don't even care if it's a biblical costume, okay? 
you, you know, we're not going to dress up in Disney costumes. We're not going to dress up in um, pi- as pirates or like a goblin or a ghoul or a skeleton. But you can go as long as you're Joseph, Joseph or Mary, you're Moses, you're Elijah or Elisha. You, as long as you're a Bi- in a Bible costume, then it's okay. And that, I mean, you're, you may think I'm exaggerating or I'm being facetious, but I'm not kidding you. Parents, well, I've heard of it. Parents absolutely will allow their kids to celebrate that, even though it's not that holiday, it's a foul festival or trunk or treating, as long as they're dressed up as a, in a Bible, um, as a, a Bible character. I mean, how, I mean, does that make any sense? That's hypocrisy at its finest. What you're teaching your kid is, is as long as it's under the guise of, of Christianity, then you can do it. Otherwise, it's wrong. It's sin. And we wonder why our kids are all screwed up. We wonder why our kids question Christianity. It's because those rules are made and they make absolutely no sense whatsoever. If it's wrong, it is wrong. Doesn't mean that you do it and you put a Christian label on it. Otherwise, you're a hypocrite and you're confusing the crap out of everyone that you know and love, including your children. So... If there's no difference, there's no difference. I mean, even if you want to put a Christian spin on it, it doesn't matter. It is wrong. There's no difference. I would say to you um, about yoga. If you're a strong Christian, it's a matter of the heart when you go into it. Um, I mean, my kids, when they went trick-or-treating, they went for fun. They went for candy. We ripped and run the streets, and we laughed with our friends. We had a whole bunch of us. We all went to the. We all went to church. We all had kids basically the same age, or younger, or older, depending on what age my kids were. Um, my kids don't worship the devil. They don't. Halloween didn't ruin them. Uh, it was all about fun. It was all about candy. I've literally had people get so mad that. We say that do whatever you want, but these very same people for Halloween pass out candy on Halloween. They pass out candy. They got mad because my kids went and trick-or-treated and got candy, but they were giving out candy. I mean, it's mind-boggling to me. It makes absolutely no sense how people rationalize irrational thought. But when you're cray-cray... I mean, I guess that's how it works. And so, I mean, seriously, I think that's crazy thought processes, crazy mentality. But the yoga thing, I say work it out, work out your own salvation. Um, I don't think it's horrible to go to yoga. I think spiritually speaking, if you're healthy and strong in your walk, you'll be fine if you go in there. But again, if you're not and you can't handle it, don't do it. But yoga is the least of your problems. Seriously. Yoga is the least of your problems. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. If you have a history of dabbling into witchcraft or spiritual things or like, um, what are those things like Himalayan rocks? Isn't that what it is? It's like a Himalayan rock that people have in their homes. It's, a, it's like this rock that's about this big and it, it's like has salt and has a light inside of it it's that's a spiritualistic thing people have them in their homes they're not good but i've seen christians have them in their homes 
Like, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I mean, if that rock is just pretty to you and it means nothing more than that, who cares? But if that rock symbolizes something to you, you might need to get rid of it. You might not need to. Be, you might need to be some do some soul seeking. Everything in your life, yes, absolutely. Heather says it's for everything in your life, one hundred percent. Like you don't need to di- dissect every daggum thing that you do, but you need to be examining some of the things that you do with the heart behind it. So. Um, next thing was the Masons. You can come on in, girl. Don't, don't worry about it. The, my daughter's coming in and the door. One moment, please, while I just tell them everything. I'm, I'm a free flower in my podcast, just so you know. I'm not, I don't mind distraction. Hey, Tracy's coming with the drinks very soon. Where I'm, I'm very tired right now. So Tracy's getting Starbucks for everyone in the room, except for Heather. Heather's being good. Heather's the only one in the room being good as far as and I mean being good because we're all like not Talia and Norma because there's string beans but me Tracy and and Heather we're very weight conscious right now so Heather's the only one being the most weight conscious out of all of us so sometimes you just got to give in so now the Masons so uh I don't know anything about Masons I'm gonna be honest with you I have no idea. I even asked Tom last night. I'm like, do you know anything about Masons and what that stands for? He's like, no, just stay away from it. (laughs) He's like, just stay away from it. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I wouldn't, I I mean, if I had, if I did know about it, I'd probably give you my opinion on it. But I started reading about it and I was bored stiff. It was it seems like it's a club. Whether it's a bad club or a good club, I don't know. I don't know. Again, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I mean, I don't know why people need clubs to go to. Just get involved with your church, for crying out loud. I understand legions and things like that. I, I do to a certain extent because it's a group of people who've served in military it's a camaraderie where you're still around people who are like-minded military wise and things like that it's not like a militia or something it's just kind of like you all share a commonality which is you served usually you served in war and it's just a a group of people who have a common thing i that doesn't bother me but usually legions are you get together and you go and eat dinner together it's no different than going to a restaurant Truthfully, that's what legions usually do, except for like some of them, a lot of drinking's involved, right? But, I mean, if you go there, you don't have to do it. Like somebody, you go to Chili's, there's a bar. Lots of people go and sit at the bar for a long period of time, and then there's a lot of people who just go and eat. You could do that. But as far as like these clubs where people are hanging out, it sounds like, it sounds like the Ark Church to me. Like the Ark Church is basically associated related churches. It's like, it's a big club. Like, get into a good church where they're about doing something, winning the lost, discipling believers. There's, like, our church has so many different groups, hub, hub meetings. They're, they're, they would be like what you would in on Wednesday nights. So our church doesn't do a Wednesday night service. We have it where it's Monday nights, Friday nights, and Wednesday nights, too, excuse me, is youth. So... We have 
a bunch of a bunch of different Bible studies that you can go to. Women, men, uh, marrieds, just generic Bible studies, all different kinds of Bible studies. Then we have soul winning that we do. So there's a lot of places that we have a lot of ministries that you can get involved with to make friends, to create relationships. Um, and spend time together get involved in your church you don't need the masons i don't know and i think like with the masons they do a lot of good for the community or they're about hospitals or something like that well your church should be too like your church should be about different giving to different missions different ministries and supporting and the things like that get involved with your church versus the masons I don't know again I don't know what it's about I don't I'm not gonna give my opinion but if you want to be a mason think more about being involved in your church and maybe being a leader there so let's look at the next question it says aside from necessities what one thing could you not go a day without let's ponder that Let's ask ourselves that question. I think all of us should ask our question. What, except for necessities, which I think they're thinking about food and water and a house, right? House and for me it's electric because we live in Florida and I don't want to deal with the heat. But if you live up north, you, don't want, you want heat for, this, for the winter. Huh. Um, but if you could, let me ask you that question. Sit here and think with me for a moment. Out of the necessities, what is the one thing that you could not do without for a, uh, every day? So every day, could you not go a day without? Hmm. <clears throat> That's necessity. Clothes is a necessity. Nobody wants to see us naked running around. Well, not in this realm. I mean, not in this world. No, I'm just telling you right now. Nobody wants to see me running around naked. Not yet. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, Tom's the only one who doesn't mind seeing me naked right now. Not that I would run around naked, even when I do lose weight. <clears throat> Norma says every day you have to listen to music. Talia, what is yours? The Bible. Heather, what is yours? I, I agree with both of those, but like, is the question like absolutely necessity? Yes. What is yours? Heather doesn't care. Heather has nothing. No, Heather, she's she's a simple, she's a simple girl. She's simple, super. We'll ask Tracy when she walks back in, but Tracy's bringing the juice, the vein pump and caffeine. But yeah, Norma's giving herself a shot, a shot of, is, is that her needing help? <clears throat> for me, I seriously pondered this. I seriously s sat there for a little bit of time. I mean, I probably took 10 minutes and I was like, truthfully, in my heart, what is the most honest answer to this question? Toothbrush. toothbrush? Oh gosh, yes. That is so you. No, uh, that might not be, but t that totally makes sense. Heather, your toothbrush, 100%. <gasps> The gods have aligned. Oh my gosh. Sweet mother. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. 
Oh my gosh, this tastes so good. I don't know how you got this made with locale, but this is so good. Oh man, okay. Oh, I'm, yeah, Heather's like, yes, we support Starbucks. We do not support their transgenderism, and we do not support their bathroom situation, but I do support their coffee every now and then. <laughs> I, and I'm not even a big Starbucks girl. I don't get Starbucks hardly ever, but dang, that's good. I was going to do a cold, but I, I should have done a cold, but I'm glad you did a hot. That works out. Jesus always makes a way. He always makes it work. Mm. Okay, Tracy, we're asking everybody in this, this room, aside from the necessities, what one thing could you not do a day without? What would that be? Heather said toothbrush, Norma said music, Tal said Bible. And I'm going to give mine the last because I seriously evaluated myself to make sure my heart's right. Her son in. That's so true. That is so true. No, it's not a necessity for a lot of people. Heather, the Bible is not a necessity. There are, if they, the statistics show that most do not read the Bible every day. Most Christians, we're not even talking about the world. Most Christians do not read the Bible every day. They don't even pray every day. Seriously. I could not, I, ha, I am to a place in my life that I cannot go a day without some form of Bible. I cannot function. I am nasty. I am, I am not a nice person. I am not kind. If I don't have Bible and prayer time, even if it's just me having a little chat with God, like just because that's a lot of times, I mean, you, I do set aside prayer time, but I'm just saying most of my time with God, I feel like it's like me just chatting it up, having a conversation or being thinking of something and then him saying something to me about it and then me responding like a lot. It's not though, girl. Okay, but that's what you're not understanding. That's not a necessity for most people. That's not their walk. That's not their day-to-day. -day. That's why I said I had to seriously ponder. Am I saying what the Christianese, the Christian world needs to say? Or is it really my lifestyle? Okay, I can't, like, I listen to so many teachings a day. Like, I would die without my teachings. Like, to, to listen to some kind I mean, me and Kenneth Hagen, we're buds. We're buds. Like, Charles Caps, we're best friends. Andrew Womack, you know, like, I mean, what would I do besides even like listening to the Bible? What are you waving hi, Dean? Oh, hey, Trish. Um, even like listening to the Bible, if my day gets really crazy and I'm wondering how am I going to fit everything in, you can just I just can throw the Bible on my my Bible app on and listen to it in my car. I mean, how it totally transforms me. Bar hands down, bar none. Uh, my whole world can change very quickly. I tend to like to do everything in the morning. But not every time does that happen. So 
I just, if I have to, I do it in the afternoon or whatever. But I, and, and one of the things we've tried with our staff and stuff like that, I don't, I wouldn't say it's mandatory, but it's pretty mandatory. Like you have to spend time in the word every single day. It is not an option. You have to pray and spend time. And we, we prefer, and we, it's not mandated, but a lot of them are really good about fasting once a week. So, because the body of Christ, when you are doing, when you are about this work, it is spiritual. You don't get to make business decisions based on what the world's philosophy is. You base your decisions based on what the Holy Spirit is conveying to you. So you have to be very in tune at all times to what the Holy Spirit is. Hopefully you are. Hopefully when you're telling something to somebody, it's actually what God is is prompting you to say or prompting you to do there's been things especially with this building that i wanted to do and i wanted to act upon thank god i did not because that would not have bode well for us instead i just be still and know that i am god and it's we're seeing things come and work themselves out it's been a long time coming but we're seeing things the wheels of motion are working and and so and we had so much favor with certain things. And so through the process, we had, through the process, we've had favor. So this has been good. But for me, now, if you take away my teachings, my prayer time, and my Bible study, and it's strictly no Bible like Heather, Heather's is her toothbrush. Tal, what's yours with no Bible? Norma, oh dear lords of mercy. That's, that's, that's what we call in the Lifeway House, Tweedles. That means that's sweet. Tweedles, that's Tweedles. That's sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. You should have said, now Norma wants to change hers to Talia. Now Talia will be her second. I want to vomit. Whatever. Um, mine is Red Bull can't do it can't do it and I don't want to hear anybody talk to me about how Red Bull is bad for you because most people that drink don't don't drink Red Bull drink soda like it's coming out their ears I don't do that I don't drink soda like I if I have I may have a soda a day after my Red Bull like I love Red Bull I love the taste, and I don't. I don't usually, hardly ever, do I drink a big one. Like Tracy drinks one this big, bigger, bigger. <laughs> yeah. and then she does her pre-workout. I don't know. Listen, my heart would be pounding out of my chest. It does nothing for you. Calm as a cucumber. Her, her, like her hand is steady. Like if I did it, it'd be like this. I drink the, like the small one, but I love the taste. I absolutely love it. A Red Bull away keeps the doctor away a, day. a red bull a day keeps the doctor away thank you i love a red bull plus chocolate chocolate's my thing i love chocolate i i think reese's peanut butter cup is my favorite out of everything that or reese's sticks reese's peanut butter sticks that's my heart so those two things those three, well, Bible first, carnal, Red Bull, hands down. I'll take car, a Red Bull. I'll turn chocolate down for a Red Bull. 
I I would. Mm-hmm. I love Red Bull, but I only drink like one a day. Unless I'm having a real hard time, then it's two. <laughs> but they're only they're the smalls, huh? No, I don't do the big one. I am not a big. I'm not a big proponent of the big one. I don't. Mm-mm, it's too much. It's not the same. 16 ounces. The big one is way bigger than 16 ounces. Yes, it's it's eight. Then 12, if you do two, if you do two Red Bulls, it's 16 ounces. The next one's 12 ounces. The other one is like 20-something ounces, 24 or something. I'm done arguing. Next question. I'm not arguing with you anymore. Red Bull is bad for her. Red Bull is not bad for me. Everybody needs to go and pray over Tracy. Yes, so, but don't talk to me about Red Bull. Seriously, I'm not kidding. I don't want to hear anybody tell me Red Bull's bad for me and all this other stuff. Especially when these same people drink, like, I don't know how many Mountain Dews or how many diet drinks or whatever. Can't stand when people lecture me and they don't drink but only but water. I can't stand it. It's like you consume so much coffee in a day. All day long, drink coffee, and they're gonna bum. They're gonna bust me up for one eight ounce of Red Bull. Oh my gosh, Heather's. I mean, if you could hear Tracy over there, I have the biggest cheerleading squad you've ever heard of in your whole life over here. <clears throat> Heather says it's bad for you, but Heather has drank them, so she's a hypocrite. Doesn't matter. You put. Doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. You put one to your lips, you're you're null and void as far as I'm concerned. You're just like the uh, you're just like the Halloweener. The person that says Halloween is bad, but they take their kids to the to the fall festival, to the trunk or treat, let them dress up. I've known her where she's drank them more than once every six months. She just said, "I only drink one baloney." I've seen you do it way more than that. But it tastes, but, but listen, that's like when we were building the building. <laughs> she was living on no sleep. <laughs> she did drink a little bit more than that. Next question. Is it a sin to check, yes, I have read and agree to the terms and conditions when you haven't re- actually read them? So basically, are you lying when you say, yes, that you have read the, and agree to the terms and conditions when you haven't actually read them? Oh my gosh, I'm so guilty. Heather says she's so guilty of this. You think about that. How many of us do that? <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> Tracy said I just did it last night. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. That's not what it said. And that's what I say. I said the same thing. I've said, I say, I. I agree to the terms and conditions. I don't care what they are. If you come back to me and you say, I'll, uh, you agree to it, and I'll be like, you got me. I did. No problem. Here's where the problem lies, is when you say, I read and agree to the terms and conditions. This question, seriously, has transformed me. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This, this has transformed my being. Because here's the thing, the Bible is very clear, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And here's the other thing, your words are only as serious as 
what you stand behind. So if you say you do things and you don't do them, when you go and you stand in agreement on things or you want something to come to pass, words are power. So so if you don't, if you do say okay to this one thing, but it's not on the other, well, words become empty. They have no, they have no bearing because it's based on when you, I, I can't, I, I want to be able to say this the right way. I have to think of the right way to say this. It's like when you say, I'll be on time. I've said this before. When you say, I'll be, the, you say, um, the party starts at 7 and you show up at like 7.30. There are cultures that it's like, there are, I mean, it's so true. There are cultures that, and I'm not, I'm not saying like if you go to a party and you're socially late like five minutes, oftentimes being there at 7.05 actually helps the host because they're still trying to finish up things and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not, but if church starts at 10, be there at 10. We start ours at 10.05 because everybody's late. So guess what time church starts actually now? Instead of being at 10.05, guess what time church starts at? 10.10 and later. We have people who come to church that don't show up until like 10.30. That's it's so disrespectful. It is. Um, if you say you're going to be somewhere at a specific time, then you should be there at that specific time. Because when does your words really actually mean what you say? And when you want things to happen in your life, words matter. The world was formed with words. They matter. So I want, if I say, or if I say I do something, then I'm going to do it. So this is what convicted me. Because I was like, wait a minute, I do that all the time. I just check the box all the time. So this has now created a very quandary for me because now I'm, I legitimately, it's going to take me longer to get to, through some things because I have a lot of bathroom reading that I'm going to have to do because who wants to read this nonsense, right? You're going to have to do it when you got nothing else to do. So I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to be... I, this this is probably a funny question, but seriously, I'm not going to say, I will do, I will, like what Heather said, uh, do you agree to the terms and conditions? I'm going to check that box all day long. I'm not going to think a bit more about it. Not a problem at all. But if it asks me, did I read and agree to them, I'm reading them. And I may read them very quickly and scan the important things, but I'm reading them. Because my when I say I did something, I want to say I actually did it. I Words matter. I'm not going to lie just to rush through something. Uh, it's being honest. It's being truthful. And I want great things. I want to lay hands on the sick and they recover. I want to prof- prophesy to people. I want, do, will this actually do it? Cause, cause, cause that to, happen, to not happen? Mm, I don't think so, but... But here's the thing, I want to be different. It's like the Nazarite people. When Samson and John the Baptist, 
uh, were set apart. It was said no, that, that there were certain things that they weren't allowed to do, and one of them was they weren't allowed to drink any alcohol and things like that. They were set apart. They were made special. I want to be that. I want to be set apart. I want to be made special. Um, I don't drink on purpose. I want to be set apart. I want to be special. I don't need that in my life. Uh, I'm better than that. I'm better than a glass of wine. So I don't need that in my life. Well, I'm going to read. I'm going to read the terms and conditions. And then I'm going to check the box. That's how I see it. Now, I think it's an honesty issue. Does everybody else agree in this room? Do you think it's an honesty issue? If you check the box that says I read and agreed to these terms and you didn't, do you believe that that's it? Norma's saying no, so my daughter's going to hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's stupid, she said. There'll be people that agree with her. Yeah, I think it's an honesty. Your word is your word. That's like when people say, oh, I'll pray okay. for you, and then they never pray for you. I hate that. If you say you're going to pray for somebody and then you don't pray for them, you know what I do when I say I'm going to do that? I, I do it right away so I don't forget. Yes, ma'am. Norma, this is a classroom. Norma raised her hand. Yes. What is it, Norma? So you're going to spend three hours reading the long page. It's not three hours. No, there's some things that legit are long. So what you do is you print it out. So you print it out, and you hit the hot spots. That's what I'm doing. I'm not going to hell over reading the terms and conditions. I can tell you that. Huh? Yeah. That'll never happen. Tom's never, ever, ever going to do that. Tom's never doing that. It's going to be me. I'm not going to hell over reading terms and conditions. I'm not. I'm reading them. Not that you would. I'm just kidding. But I want my. I want whatever I say... I want it to be honest. I want it to be true. I want, when people hear me say something, I want them to know, like, I'm true to my word. Like, I do not lie. I, I'm sure I do lie at periodic times, you know, but on the whole, I do not. I don't lie. I don't like it. I don't like being lied to, and I don't lie. I hate it. I think it's my biggest pet peeve because at the foundation of everything is trust. Any good relationship, I don't care if it's marriage, I don't care if it's friendship, even acquaintance, you know, because even some of your acquaintances, you can be very fond of, and you can like them very much, and they can even speak into your life to a, within a certain reason, right, a certain extent, and for me, everything starts with trust, and if you can't trust somebody to be honest with you, and to, and to tell you the facts, and that is facts of anything. Like, facts can be so vast in, in, in your life. The facts about who you are, the facts about a situation, the facts about, um, like, um, a relationship, the whole thing. Like, trust is, like, um, adultery is a trust problem. So... If that relationship, you can't trust them where they're going and where what's going on, um, that's a big, huge problem. So trust is a, runs a gamut of everything um, with a relationship. 
And if you don't have that, that's the reason why the people that I keep very close to me, if you see, if you, if I say somebody's very close to me, um, one of the tests that they passed is they don't lie. And lying is not an issue for them. Um, so, uh, because I know that no matter what, I can always get the truth from them. Uh, and I would suggest that if you are looking for friendships or a, a relationship with a person, that trust should be your foundational, um, uh, foundational uh, building block. And then you go from there. Because if you have trust, you can do anything with them. Um, but reading the terms and conditions, this girl's reading them from now on. I can promise you that. I'm not checking the box saying I read them until I did. And that means if I have to print them out and it takes me an hour, I'm looking at my daughter, I will print them out and it'll take me an hour because I'm not checking the box. I'm just not doing it. It's not about suing, Norma. She said they can just sue her then. It's not about suing. It's about relationship things. Your relationship with God and what you, do you mean what you say and you say what you mean. And letting your yes be yes and your no be no. That's what it amounts to. I don't care if every website asks it. Then every website gets me reading their documents. Heather's deleting all of her apps. Hey, I say the rule starts now. I'm not going back. I'm not looking at them. What's done in the past is done in the past. Okay? I'm asking for forgiveness, and I'm moving on from here. But I will be doing it from now on. Heather's. Heather's doing it with me, and apparently Tra Tracy, who is shaking her head. The two youngins in the room, who knows? Oh, Tracy, I said, I said, who knows, Tal? Who knows, Tal? Yeah, I didn't say you were going to do it, and I didn't say you weren't. Heather, I mean, Norma's not. I've done, I've done something wrong in raising my child. She does work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's what I say. That'll convict you. Next time she wants to check the box. <laughs> <laughs> Next time she wants to check the box, she might be hesitant ever so slightly. But she'll still, she's going to check it. She says she's still going to check it. I care. I care. It means something. Okay, so next thing. I got a little bit of time here, so I think I might be able to finish up these last two questions. Why do you not wear your wedding band in Tom 2? So my ring, I talked about this last podcast. This ring was given to me by a beautiful woman in the church uh, as a gift. It actually is not a wedding band or a wedding ring or an engagement ring, but I wear it as one because I love it. It's gorgeous, and I was praying for one. I thought we would actually buy it. I would have never bought anything like this. This is like not because I can't afford it, but because, like, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, I'm I'm... Um, now I will I, like listen if anything if I ever if God ever tells me I have to give this sucker away I'm getting this big or bigger next time because you know now I'm wearing it and I'm like it's not too big but I've always been just a very petite kind of person as far as buying things so money's never been I've never not really I don't think I've ever not bought anything because I was so money conscious i think god's if god tells you to buy it and it's a lot of money he's got the need he'll meet it and plus i'm just i'm not one of those people that i don't go around saying i can't afford that and i don't speak those things into my life 
Um, so, but I don't wear a wedding band because a wedding there's no band that actually works with this ring. I've I've tried, but there's no band that works with it, and it's it suits me without it. Tom's a whole nother issue. <clears throat> uh, Tom's never been a jewelry person ever. Only watches. He doesn't wear necklaces. He doesn't wear bracelets. He doesn't wear pinky rings. He doesn't wear rings, period. Now, when we got married, he didn't even want to wear a wedding band. But I coerced him. I, I, I really wanted him to wear a wedding band. And so, I don't know. Probably because when you're married, it's like when you're newly married or whatever, you, you just, you're so goofy. And you're just like, oh, we're married. And I don't know. You're just goofy. Like, you want everybody to know that you're married. I don't know. Not because you think that the person's going to go run around on you or anything like that. You just, you just, like, we're a team kind of thing. Well, Tom always, he's gone through three rings. The first one had diamonds in it. He bent that one all out of shape from um, lifting weights. I mean, that one, we had to pry it off of his finger. That one wasn't good. Then we went to just a regular gold band. He won that, wore that for many, many years. But then he didn't like just the gold band. So then I went and bought him like a silver gold one. So it had a mix so it could match like if he wore a piece of, I mean, wore a watch that was gold, then it was fine. If he wore a silver one, that was fine. But then he started working out. And he kept taking it off. And he'd forget to put it back on. And then he finally just said, I ain't wearing this thing anymore. I hate jewelry. And so he doesn't wear one. He hates it. He hates wearing a wedding ring. He's always hated wearing a wedding ring. He just stopped wearing a wedding band about seven, eight years ago. And I don't care enough about it. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me a bit. As he has said, like, he would never commit adultery because it's too difficult. Too much work. And I, listen, truth is, seriously, I have said this. A wedding ring ain't going to stop somebody from cheating on you. It's not. Plenty of people wear them, guys and girls, and they're cheating on their spouse. So if you think that wedding band's going to keep from somebody from doing it, you're crazy. Plus, they can slip it off when they're not around. They don't have to wear it all the time when you're not there. And some women, yeah, that's so true. Some women don't care anyway if you're wearing a wedding band. That just entices them even more. But for me, Tom doesn't wear it because he actually hates, 100% hates jewelry. And like, he, I mean, he ha- and sometimes he hates when, oh, he just hates it. He hates jewelry. He can't stand it. Although I will tell you, he like thinks it's goofy when these guys wear these shell necklaces around their neck and stuff like that. They come back from like the Bahamas or something. <laughs> and they're wearing, now they're wearing a really tight shell necklace. I will say this though. He hates necklaces. He hates all jewelry. You know, buddy, you know what he loves? Oh, he loves watches. Like watches are his thing. And, and he loves Pastor Rodney's Morgan watches, and he loves the watch that Miss Lynn gave him. Like, he loves those watches. But you know what he, he you know what he absolutely loves, which is shocking to me? I'm going to dress the girls right now. You know what is shocking that he loves? He loves uh, Jonathan's big revival today wow. necklace. He 
loves that. You know why? Because first of all, he rocks it. Second of all, it's in your face. Like, he can't stand when people are so against someone or so something because then he's like just rub it in then just rub it in all the more but actually that revival today necklace is pretty cool he looks like a gangster 100 percent, it's fitting he rocks it oh no he would never wear it he would never wear it because he couldn't pull it off jonathan can pull it off 100 percent. it doesn't matter tom on the other hand would look like a big old redneck dork. <laughs> it would never work. Never work. So, unless it was like an AR. If it was a big, like, big AR. Yeah. Oh, I only, oh. Okay, I'm going to answer this question really, really fast because it kind of goes with what we're doing. Are you going to, okay, with that, I got two minutes really fast, and then we'll do a salvation call real quick. Real quick. So my last podcast, I talked about um, my watch that was blessed me. I was blessed with it. Um, I've given away lots and lots of watches. Um, I, I've given away lots of, of lots of. I've given away clothes, earrings, necklaces, bracelets. If somebody says they like it, and the Holy Spirit says give it to them, I give it to them. I don't even think about it. It doesn't bother me a bit. There is not one thing that I own that I can honestly say if God told me to give it away, that I think I'd have a problem with it. I don't think that there is. I mean, I'll have to check my spirit, but right now, right now, in my spirit, I, there's not one thing that I can think of. Um, so, but this this question is pertaining to that. He said, you talked about your watch last podcast. I get frustrated because I give away watches all the time, but have never received one in return. Why is that? Well, I would check your heart on that. I can only tell you about me personally. So when I was given my first watch, I never got jewelry before until I got the ring and then I got the watch from Pastor Rodney's granddaughter and then I got this watch. But up to that, and that all just happened recently. Like the two watches were this year and then within a matter of weeks of each other. And then the ring was given to me two years ago. So I... You think about that. I'm 55. I'm going to be 56 in May. So that's a like from when I got saved at 24 and would give things away and bless people, all the way to now. That's that's a lot of sewing that I did before I ever saw anything like this. But I have been given lots of things. So I would say to you, has the Lord blessed you with something else other than a watch? Has He done that? Uh, Pastor Jonathan says a seed for seed, meaning if you sow a watch, then you can expect a watch back. And what I think he's getting that from is, is if you plant corn, you plant seed for corn, then corn will come up, not a cucumber, right? Whatever you're planting, you'll get in return. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily, I haven't seen that in scripture per se. I think it just makes logical sense. Um, but let's say that that's not correct. Let's say Pastor Jonathan is wrong on that. I would look and see, okay, you've sewn watches. Maybe you've sewn other things, but you've sewn watches. Has the Lord blessed you with other things? Has other things been given to you? Um, and maybe it's ways that you never thought you would get. I would also say to check your heart. 
Why are you giving the watches? Are you giving them so that you get something? Or are you giving them because every time you give them away, the Holy Spirit has prompted you to give them away? You don't give something away unless the Holy Spirit says, I want you to give this. It's like, it's, it's very, it's like people who every time the tithe basket comes by, they just throw money into it as an offering, throw money into it. Or uh, I'll use this as a better example. You'll, you'll have sometimes where these uh, churches will have people come in and they'll have people come in so that they bring in the money, right? They cultivate a hype so that the church gets, a, and this, this happens. I know that this is, might be shocking to some people, but legitimately there are churches that will bring in special speakers and those speakers are called in specifically to raise money for the church it happens it shouldn't but it does and so people will just start start throwing money in the basket what are you doing you don't do that you only give an offering if the holy spirit tells you to give it and then you give it give what the lord tells you to give even though I give an offering every single time we pay a tithe, I actually don't give the same offering every single time I pay tithe. My offering is different. I ask and the Holy Spirit always tells me, this is what I want your offering to be. If I gave less, shame on me. If I gave more than that, shame on me. Because the only, you're only going to receive back what you've been told to give. If, and, and this was taught to me at a very young age, you just don't give because somebody wants you to give or you feel out of guilt or an obligation or just because you're a giver. Givers don't give just to give. You give because that's what you've been told to give because you'll receive nothing in return because there wasn't obedience behind it. Do I think that God will reward you? To a certain extent, I will if there's ignorance involved, but after a period of time, He's going to expect you to grow and he's going to expect you to take responsibility for having understanding behind what you're doing and the reason you're doing it. So if you're a person that's just giving, but you're giving uh, to the wrong people, then you might not reap the harvest because maybe you are spiritually further along and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you're not spiritually far enough along and you're just doing it and you're just doing it and you're just doing it you need to stop you only give when the holy spirit tells you to give i don't ever give one thing away unless prompted by the holy spirit i don't think i've ever given anything away unless i was prompted by the holy spirit that's it and then i see the rewards from the holy spirit from my obedience i'm a big giver I'm a big giver, but you just don't give to give away. Sometimes you could be giving to the wrong person and they don't need it. And you just helped them and enabled them. And you did it because you didn't like, you did it out of your own giving and your own ambition of giving versus is this what this person really needs? Um, so I would just say, slow down, watch and do some introspective examining of the purpose and the reason behind what you're doing and then I would never ever ever give anything away ever again unless you've heard the voice of the Lord tell you to do it and then you give it away joyfully sounds like 
Sounds like you're a person that doesn't have a problem with giving. So it sounds like you're a person that needs to slow down and maybe figure out if you're giving too much when you shouldn't be. So, and if you're not, a, in, in, if you're a person and you're listening to this and giving to you is like prying something out of your hands, then you need to release, release. There's freedom in releasing. There's joy in it. So I hope that answers your question. Let's get to the most important part of the podcast. I hope, seriously, for the person that is giving things away or watches away and looking for it, I hope that answered your question. But I hope that, seriously, you'll really examine yourself. Um, and then I hope that if you don't know the Lord or if you've walked away from Him, you would examine yourself in this and know that you need Him. And without Him... Life is just never going to be to its fullest. And you can search and search and search and buy and buy and buy and do and do and do. It is never never going to satisfy that God-shaped void that is in you. And until you succumb to Him, you'll keep running. You'll keep doing your own thing. But you'll be dissatisfied. And so what I strongly encourage you to do is, if today you know this is speaking to you, or you've heard a lot of my podcasts and... You know I'm talking to you. Maybe I am talking to you right now and you're like, mm, it might be me, but it's not for me today. That's fine. You're not promised tomorrow, so good luck with that. But if if you do know it's you and you want to get your life right with God, let's just say a prayer together real quickly. Let's get you on the straight and narrow and then get you plugged into a church. But let's say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you, Lord, that uh, you would forgive me of my sins. Father, I ask that you would help me to turn 180 degrees the opposite direction of the way that I am headed. I thank you that you died on the cross. And when I grow old, because your word says 120 years is promised to me, I will be with you in heaven in jesus name we pray amen it's as simple as that it is not complicated you are now saved you are now going to heaven it's just simply because you believed that he died on that cross for your sins for your health and for your wealth and so if you said this prayer i ask that you would just let us know so we can pray with you but i also if you're in the vicinity of our church Get plugged in here. Please come. Make some friends. Get strong in the Lord and uh, so that you can become a strong disciple for him and then you can start winning the lost yourself. If you don't live in the area, find a good church, a strong church. If there's none around you, then you know what? Do what you got to do and just watch us on um, Sundays in the morning. Uh, podcasts. Uh, anywhere you can tap into some strong teachings. If you need to know of some good teachers, we can just email us. We can hook you up with that too. Keep you going throughout the week. So you're so with your Bible time, you're also learning um, through some good teachers. And uh, you got to get strong because this world's crazy, and uh, you need to be able to stand strong against the, um, what the enemy's trying to accomplish right now. So have a great day. Look forward to seeing you again in the near future, and I will talk to you later. Real talk.